Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NFL draft team needs the only thing I need right now a beverage in hand to go outside and this damn S2 test to go away. Sosa is here with me. Uh, he wrote a column going over the team needs. Um, and some of the key free agents. We're going to go look at that column. We'll have a three-round mock draft. So, so anything else that you need on this beautiful Friday? You know what? Uh, I could use a beverage. But uh, other than that, we've got good weather out here. I'm excited. It's fun. Uh, less than a week away from the draft. It's going to be a good time. Cool, cool. Yeah, the reason why I wanted to do this column, obviously, everyone has mock drafts. People are placing some bets on this. We're tracking this for Best Ball Mania 3. Um, the reason why I wanted to go through over the first three rounds, though, for this is just to see where the drop-off on the positional value is because teams are going to have two or three positions they're going to be honing in on, which round do that they actually have to spend uh, that pick on the, the position that they need, or could they wait in the second round? There's a clear drop-off to me at offensive tackle. There's like five good offensive tackles. Then there's a bit of a drop-off. I think there's a lot of depth at cornerback and tight end. At edge rusher, you can basically find a player at basically every single pick all the way down. Same thing with defensive tackle and running back. And I didn't think that there were many highly rated prospects at safety, wide receiver, or linebacker. So I think the first takeaway from doing this, kind of the offensive tackles, and my mock drafts are going to go pretty high up off the board. So with that, we're going to go team by team here, starting with the Carolina Panthers. So, so who do you think that they need to draft? Obviously, aside from quarterback, um, I have them like the markets do with Bryce Young. Yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, they got to go quarterback, right? You don't trade up for a non-quarterback. And to be honest, I think uh, even when I looked over their team needs and some of the stuff that they added over the offseason, I don't know that they're that far away. You know, it's not necessarily a great team. I think the defense is probably a lot better than the offense right now. But in terms of the offense, they definitely added some bodies, obviously addressed uh, receiver with Adam Thielen and DJ Shark. Uh, added a lot of veterans, got Hayden Hurst in that offense too, Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, and not to mention, they got a star-studded coaching staff. So if there's any one team that I really want to see work with the quarterback and, and um, see what they can kind of come up with, I think it's this team. I'm excited to see who they go with. Obviously, there's been a little bit of back and forth there with uh, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young, but um, they, they got to go quarterback. Yeah, in the second round, they have the 39th overall pick. I think that is a decent spot for a wide receiver. Maybe Jalen Hyde or somebody falls like that, but there is one connection I made. They invited Jonathan Mingo in for a pre-draft visit, and there was some buzz that Mingo might go top five. That was from Peter Schrager. Jonathan Mingo is a big slot option, in my opinion. He has one on the outside, but if you have Shark and, and Thielen on the outside, Jonathan Mingo might be able to be a big slot for him. So look for him to be draft a little bit earlier and then the other position they keep mentioning is they can always add another edge rusher um so i have a bryce young jonathan mingo zach harrison the first three rounds uh up next we have the texans and man nobody can figure out the second overall pick obviously they need a quarterback do they like the quarterbacks we know that D'Amico ryan's wants edge rushers what else do you have for me yeah, uh, this is a team that still needs a lot of players. Obviously, uh, they're going to need, you know, that alpha wide receiver, that X wide receiver. They're going to need a quarterback. There's no doubt about that. They need a center. Uh, they could use some edge depth as well, some linebacker bodies. You know, this is a team I think uh, is is going to have to go quarterback at this spot. You know, I, I understand the Will Anderson talk and all that other stuff, but without a quarterback, there's really not much to do with this roster just in general. And, and maybe they prefer to wait for a quarterback next year or something else, or maybe, you know, with the, uh, not this pick with another pick, but I think if you're in this position, you got to go with the quarterback, get a guy in the building. Obviously it's a new staff. They're going to get a lot of time to mold the guy and have a chance to kind of build up that roster. So for me, uh, you, you got to start a quarterback here. There's really no other option in my opinion. Yeah. The, I have it like right now, they will walk away with the quarterback in my mock drafts. I think that they love Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson. And I think that that's what D'Amico Robin or D'Amico Ryan's is probably telling this ownership. I think the ownership's going to say, hey, look, nobody's going to our games. We've got to get a quarterback in here. So in this mock draft, I went Will Anderson too. Then I had him a slight trade up for Will Levis, who falls 
a little bit. And then it's like you said, it's still front seven because Demico Ryan's loves that. Mozzie Smith, the defense tackle. We have a linebacker, and then uh, Devon A Chain would be kind of a perfect fit and kind of that uh, outside zone speedster be a compliment to Damian Pierce. So uh, I can definitely still see this being CJ Stroud. Just because half the building doesn't like him does not mean that the right people in charge. Uh, don't like him either. So uh, I don't think we have this pinned down yet, but uh, for right now, I'm going edge and quarterback uh, in that order. So up next, we have the Arizona Cardinals. The team need is literally everything, including ownership. They need truly everything. Uh, in this mock draft, I have them trading away DeAndre Hopkins for a fringe uh, day three pick, uh, 91st overall, uh, and a little bit of a, a little bit of a swap there. Uh, I mean, really, so so this is everything, right? <laughs> yeah, their uh, updated team needs were, were quite long. Like you mentioned, it's only going to get longer here when uh, Nuke gets traded. Buda Baker looks like he could be on his way out as well. This is a team that needs a lot of help. I mean, they could use every position outside of quarterback. And even at that point, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Kyler Murray maybe missing half this season. I mean, it's kind of uh, a season that's almost in the tank already and it hasn't even started. So uh, they could use everything. Yeah, because of that, I think I'm going to have them mocked getting a trade down uh, in this simulation. It's for the Raiders who come up for C.J. Stroud. Uh, then they draft Christian Gonzalez, who I know that they like. And then Quentin Johnson falls out around one. They get some interior linemen, another corner, offensive tackle. Truly, they just need more picks. So that's why I think they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. And that's why they're trying to trade out of third overall. So keep an eye on Tyree Wilson and Christian Gonzalez with them uh, in round one. But beyond that, it's literally best player available probably at the premium positions up next the Colts um same boat they need a quarterback like a lot of these teams up here and then it's to me it's offensive line and just finding some premier players on defense yeah I totally agree here you know you're looking at an offensive line that definitely needs some help which is kind of weird to say uh with a line with guys like Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson but uh they have an unproven left tackle and maybe they're going to be happy going into the season with Bernard Ryman We'll see if that's the case or not. Uh, they could definitely use a right guard. There's no doubt about that. They could use a linebacker. They lost Bobby Okariki in free agency. Obviously, big money to him uh, joining the New York Giants. And then, yes, of course, they will need a quarterback. And uh, there's there's probably a good chance that they go quarterback. But this is a team that, you know, they made some ads, uh, kind of some... Uh, questionable ones i guess when you're looking at guys like isaiah mckenzie uh where does he really fit in that offense i'm excited to see if he can really bring anything to the table as a slot there but uh this is a team that definitely needs help at quarterback and then pretty much you know on the offensive line and definitely some defensive stuff i think in the secondary as well yeah so i i think that they like cj stroud i keep hearing rumors that they love will levis I don't think that you can take Will Levis over Anthony Richardson. I do not buy it yet. Uh, so I have them going with Anthony Richardson. I think Shane Steichen would love to use AR's athletic traits, similar ways that he had with Jalen Hurts. And then in the third round, I have them with Tyler Scott going to wide receiver. But you definitely need an edge rusher, definitely need another corner. And like you said, they lost a linebacker as well. The defense is not going to be as good as it has been in the recent years, um, but they have to fix the offense first. That's what puts butts in seats. Seahawks up next. Uh, obviously, the big debate is quarterback at five. I went away from that. The reason why they, they paid Geno Smith decent money. It seems like they're trying to make him the face of the franchise to some extent. Drew Locke is back on a decent uh, quarterback two money. Pete Carroll, 71 years old. The NFC doesn't look as strong as it once did. So if they can kind of just hit on all these picks, which they did last year, I think this team could have a chance to compete. Uh, what are the big positions of need for him? Yeah, so this team, I think, is actually maybe a little bit better than I thought they were coming into this exercise. You know, they could use a wide receiver three upgrade, but I don't know that there's enough passing volume in that offense that would make me excited about that. We are talking about D. Eskridge, a former second round pick, obviously oh still a lot of potential there. Maybe shouldn't have been a second round pick, but uh, they could use a center as well, a right guard. This is a team that could use some interior offensive line help. And then on the flip, I think, you know, this is one spot where I would be very excited like you have here, uh, Tyree Wilson, a, a spot that they could definitely add an edge rusher. I mean, this is a team that does like to address the defensive line. And uh, they did a good job at addressing that second level of the defense with the, uh, the linebackers, obviously Bobby Wagner going back there. Um, but I, I could certainly see another addition on that D-line next to Draymond Jones, next to, uh, you know, some of their more talented players. I would very, very much like to see them add kind of a, a go-getter on that outside. Yeah, the good news at five, they're going to have Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, or Jalen Carter there, assuming that some of these quarterbacks go in that range. I think that they're going to take the whatever one they have rated highest there, because like you said, the it's not a terrible defensive line at any spot, but there's definitely room for one more body, either on the interior or at edge. And then I, I'm with you. Just upgrade wide receiver three. They have no depth at wide receiver. Tyler Lockett, 
Uh, I love him, such a good player, but he's a little bit older and he has zero yards after the catch ability uh, by his choice. So I think that Jordan Addison would be a good compliment. And then I think that he can kind of slide into some of that Tyler Lockett role. Uh, Osiris Torrance falls into round two. He'd be a perfect fit at guard and then linebacker and defensive tackle. So I, I'm leaning right now currently that the Seahawks go with best player available instead of quarterback, but we'll see. Um, Lions, big, big debate here with quarterbacks. They haven't been... Uh, in, really visiting with some of the top quarterbacks. But if you look at some of the contract details with Jared Goff, they don't have a good quarterback too right now. I do think this could be a team that's sneakily in on the quarterbacks. What else do they need besides that? Yeah, so this is a team that offensively, I couldn't really find many holes, right? We're talking about a tight end position that's a little bit bare since the TJ Hawkinson trade, but this is definitely too high up. And I think with their second round, uh, with their second first round pick, that might be a key spot for a tight end. But this is a little bit too early. Um, Obviously, you kind of have them trading down. But in general, I wouldn't go tight end here. I think you're looking at potential quarterback. I don't think they're going to go just yet. I think they believe in Jared Goff enough to buy him another year, maybe get a guy in after that. So I think they'll go on the defensive side of the ball personally. I mean, they did rebuild that entire secondary basically two new corners um, and then sort of a nickelback slash safety hybrid there with CJ Gardner Johnson. I mean, uh, I'm thinking of Brad Holmes, the former Rams uh, assistant GM. I I would like to see some offensive line or defensive line Mm. in particular. I could definitely see a defensive lineman. um, And I do like the ad that you have here. Of course, a cornerback, you can't go wrong, but I could certainly see maybe a a defensive line addition. I think that'd be very interesting here. Yeah. I keep mocking, uh, Devin Witherspoon in that top pick. I'm in a slight trade down. They still get him here um, because he's man. He's physical. He's Dan Campbell, all that stuff. We've beat, beaten that narrative over the head. And I'm with you at 18th overall. I think that edge rusher could be definitely in play. Lucas Van Ness falls in my simulation here. I think that he'd be a good fit opposite Aiden Hutchinson. And then I'm splitting the difference. They're the team that trades up for Hendon Hooker. They have multiple day two picks. And if they can trade up and get that fifth year option for Hendon Hooker, I have him with uh, trading with the Eagles twice in this Uh, Hendon Hooker would not play for this year. They can go try to win this thing with Jared Goff after really getting the defense rounded out. And if the Jared Goff stuff tails off this year, then they can place Hendon Hooker in there. There's more, more buzz that Hendon Hooker is going to be kind of on this round one, two border. And then afterwards, Cedric Tillman, obviously with the Jamison Williams news, uh, they definitely need a wide receiver. I think that he would make sense as an X. They don't really have that body type uh, on the roster. And then I have Tucker craft a tight end later on. So they can go in any way. I would love this version of it play for the long run with Hendon Hooker, but definitely round out that defense up top Raiders. Man, this team I can't figure out because they seem to like Jimmy G, but I mean, come on, we can't be doing that in this division. So I have him with a slight trade up here to get CJ Stroud, who falls to the third pick. And then I have Darnell Washington because they need a tight end and then they need defense, obviously, and interior offensive line. What else am I missing here? Yeah, uh, they're going to need interior offensive line badly. Uh, Like you mentioned, I I didn't have quarterback necessarily listed as a need because I don't think it's obviously pressing. They go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's, I guess, their guy now since Derek Carr's not. Uh, I I don't love where this team is kind of at. I I think they could use a quarterback, like you mentioned, a guy that's an actual franchise guy moving forward. Definitely need interior offensive line help. Definitely need tight end help. I mean, since the Darren Waller trade, all they really got is Austin Hooper, and I think he's basically on his last wheels at this point. And then uh, you flip to the other side of the ball. Everything. Everything. (laughs) Uh, That that, that secondary, especially the cornerback position, is is, is bad. It's very bad. They could certainly use at least one, if not two, additions there. This team's just really bad. Just that's just the reality of the situation. So I don't know what the what they're going to try to do. The the GM, the head coach. I don't know if they feel pressure to win this year or not. Um, I don't know. They were one of the teams that were linked to the first overall pick, and when the Bears were negotiating a, a trade down. So that leads me to believe they like either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud here. That's why I had them tiered up their cornerback or their quarterback too. Right now is Brian Hoyer, who's basically an offensive coordinator at this point. Uh, but the Jimmy G contract goes into next year too. So that would be a really bad contract if they do draft a quarterback here, but the Raiders have been prone to make some pretty dumb decisions. So we'll see here. I'm, I'm with you. They desperately need a corner. I, I, I snuck one in there in round three and definitely into your alignment uh, in the last part of the draft. But man, this team has so many holes. I really don't know which direction they're going to go up next Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think they need a quarterback. Do they think they need a quarterback? I think they can kind of go either way here. They've been slightly monitoring the position. I'm not sure if one necessarily is going to fall to him. 
Uh, if not, what else do they need? Yeah, uh, this is a team that does need a quarterback, in my opinion. Like you mentioned, we'll see if they give Desmond Ritter a chance. Uh, slot receiver, I think, is definitely going to be a position here, or receiver in general, depending on where they kind of move their guys around. Um, I think left guard is definitely going to be a position they're going to want to address. Edge rusher, I think they could definitely use more talent. Uh, I mean, the the defense in general, I really think that they could use a lot of positions here. Edge, linebacker, some boundary cornerback guys. Um, yes, I do like the addition of a Jeffrey Okuda, but I mean, he's not really lived up to the hype. Obviously, to this point, you could use a bookend, so to speak, to an AJ Terrell. And uh, this, I think, would be an interesting spot to go look at one. Yeah, I I keep seeing Nolan Smith linked here, and I really do like that fit. Um, but I think that this edge group is so bad in Atlanta, they can actually even double dip. That's what I have here with BJ Ojolari as well. Like you said, uh, another line linebacker here. They've already made so many additions to the defense, but they still have some holes left, uh, especially up front. The secondary looks pretty sick now, uh, at least compared to last year. I'm hoping this is an Anthony Richardson team. I haven't really seen them that linked there. And like you said, they definitely need wide receivers. Is that a position that they prioritize? I'm not sure. Arthur Smith kind of goes back and forth with making uh, wide receivers a premium spot. So interesting team. Uh, I have them with a slight trade down going Nolan Smith. I would love that, actually. Bears. They've already traded down. Now they have the ninth pick. This team has still a ton of needs. They had all that free agency capital. Uh, they plugged in some holes, but what else do they have left? Yeah, uh, I mean, that offensive line is going to need a lot of help. And like you have here, definitely think they're going to need to go with a tackle at this spot. I mean, they could use a left tackle. They could use probably a right tackle. Uh, they could use two edge rushers, in my opinion, a D tackle. You know, Jalen Carter, obviously. Uh, could use some corners as well. They added a lot of talent that was to be expected. They had a ton of cap space, obviously, and now they have a ton of picks to work with, and they did get a DJ Moore. I think that receiver core is really interesting, and they got a good quarterback, but uh, they got to figure out a lot of other things. Um, I think it starts on both sides of the ball there on the line of scrimmage. Either way, I do think they probably lean towards offensive tackle, though. Yeah, going back to our discussion up top, I think that there's going to be edge rushers available in the second round. I'm not sure if they're going to love the offensive tackles that are going to be there relative. There's just more edge rushers that are projected to go round two than offensive tackles, so I'm with you. Ivan Paris Johnson, Peter Scaranti is the other one that gets a bunch of buzz, but the Bears, we saw them leak out that analytics uh, cylinder, uh, which was just beyond ridiculous, to be honest. But uh, in that, they definitely value length. Paris Johnson has that. Some people view Peter Scaranti as guard, relative i think the strength of this offensive line if there is ones on the interior not the exterior so i have paris johnson and then two edge rushers like you mentioned uh and then a corner later on so um get justin fields one more spot they already gave him dj Moore. give him this full year to see what happens uh paris johnson would be a great fit and then obviously help out that defense uh eagles this is a team without many holes they have the and the holes that they have are positions that they don't really value like linebacker uh, wide receiver three since they have two superstars plus Dallas Goddard. Um, what do you think that they need uh, beyond those two spots? Yeah, uh, like you mentioned, this team is really good and the holes that they have are positions that they've typically not exactly valued and, and most of us don't either. Uh, you know, you're talking about maybe a running back upgrade depending on Rashad Penny's health, of course. Linebacker, they lost uh, TJ Edwards and Kaiser White in free agency. Um, wide receiver three, like you mentioned, but... I oh, mean, I'm interested to see what they're going to do here. I, I think personally, you you can't rule out the offensive line or defensive line for this team. They love the trenches more than anybody. And I, I think there's a spot for an addition on either side, right? On offense, you're talking about uh, you lose uh, Isaac Siomalu to free agency, Jason Kelsey on a one-year deal, probably going to retire after that. And I know they have Cam Jurgens kind of ready to take over, but they never are afraid to invest on that line. And then on the flip side, Amazing defensive line, of course, but Fletcher Cox on the end of his career here. Brandon Graham, same thing. Uh, wouldn't be shocked one bit, one bit, if it's an offensive line or defensive line addition. Yeah, the interesting part of them, I think it's one of the most fascinating teams, is they only have six draft picks, and this team's very aggressive when it comes to trading uh, just in general on draft weekend. They can trade up. I've seen them trade down. I think with six picks, they're going to be looking to trade down, but... Jalen Carter would be such a smash for them just based off of the position premium player. If he falls past five, that's what I had here. And I had them trading up with Detroit to go get him. This is a team that can afford to make a slight move up since this is their Super Bowl window. Go get a player of need. Plus, Jalen Carter comes from Georgia. Uh, the Eagles defense already has some of his best friends literally on the team already. So I think that they would feel more comfortable with Jalen Carter. And then afterwards, I have 
uh, another edge rusher in round two. They trade out of that 30th spot to get more picks in general. They find a running back, find a linebacker positions that they don't really value. But now we're talking into round three. So very curious what this what this team could do. Peter Skaronsky would make some sense on the interior as well. But for now, Jalen Carter to the Eagles. I've seen this leaked a couple times. I think they'd just be a complete smash, and they would be obviously among the Super Bowl favorites if they can pull that one off. All right, Titans. Really an interesting team as well. Only six picks for the Titans as well. Brand new general manager. I think that Mike Vrabel doesn't think that he's on the hot seat. He really shouldn't be. He always maximizes this team. But this roster is like right there to me with one of these teams that could be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Uh, to me, this is a, one of the teams that's like almost everything that they need. Yeah, this is a... Uh... A not great football team right now. Uh, you're, you're talking about a team that needs a boundary receiver. Uh, of course, they, they could use a guy out there. They could use a center, a right guard, a right tackle. I mean, that offensive line is an absolute shambles. Um, we don't even know what's going on really with Andre Dillard at left tackle. He's a what, a what a weird fit, right? Strange. Very strange. Uh, we don't even know what he's going to bring to the table. He could be a liability, so we don't even know that. Uh, they could use a tight end too, I think. A potential QB upgrade. That's definitely the biggest uh, thing that we have circled here. And then on the flip side of the ball, you're talking about a linebacker, potentially, maybe a boundary cornerback, I think. But uh, this is a team that needs to address a lot of positions on the offense. I think it'd be very wise of them for uh, to spend some of these assets and some of these resources to fix that side of the ball. This is also a team that, if they needed to, could trade Ryan Tannehill and or Derrick Henry to save some cash, and other teams could look to upgrade there. I'm not expecting that to happen, but this is one of the some of the veterans that could be moved. To me, this is just like get back to basics. We know that Vrabel loves the trenches. Peter Skaronsky's projected to be a top 10 pick. If he's still there at 11th, him and Dillard, they can figure out who's going to be guard, who's going to be a tackle. Um, but I think that Vrabel would love it. It's like a strong culture fit as well. It's just so weird to see them so bad in the trenches uh, on offense. So I think that Peter Skaronsky makes a lot of sense, though. Like CJ Stroud, Paris Johnson, Jackson Smith, and Jigua, they all from Ohio State. There's tons of Mike Vrabel connections in this zone. Uh, but I think Peter Skaronsky makes the most sense. Uh, then I have them with a corner and then Marvin Mims. They definitely need some wide receiver help. So uh, we'll see what they do. I think this could be a team that could be in the Hendon Hooker sweepstakes later on. But I don't if I was Rand Carthon, I was a brand new GM. I would not be hitching my wagon in my first year. I'm going to say this GM in my first year was his problem. I'm going to start really tooling this thing up and see if I can go get Caleb Williams next year. Jets uh, just kind of knock this out. I have um, a trade coming right before the second round. Uh, I think they'll trade the 42nd pick for Aaron Rodgers. I think there'll be some conditional picks uh, in future years based off of his performance. In this version, I had uh, third round picks that can turn into second round picks based off of Aaron Rodgers makes the playoffs in both 2024 or 2023 and 2024. Um, I think that'd be pretty fair, but I'm expecting one of these second round picks to be moved. Uh, beyond that, it seems like it's always trenches for, for the New York Jets. Yeah, and uh, that makes sense with Robert Sala being a former SF guy, San Fran, uh, they and the Titans too, Rand Carthen. Uh, they, they love the trenches, and I wouldn't uh, be shocked to see them upgrade maybe that center spot. Uh, outside of that, I mean, that offensive line is really, really good. If they could stay healthy, you're getting a lot of talent on that offensive line. Uh, quarterback I have listed as a need, but I think we're all kind of just waiting for the news to kind of yep. break here. And then, uh, you know, the nickel cornerback spot, I think they could use maybe a little bit of, of an upgrade there too. This roster is really good. There, there wasn't really many holes for me to find. I think they're very, very close to being one of the more competitive teams and maybe a Super Bowl contender as long as they can get that quarterback position figured out. Uh, man, they're, they're really talented. This is a good football team. Yep, agree. That's, uh, other pick, the 43rd overall pick, I think that's going to be basically a center no matter what, whoever's best available on their board for them. And then 13th overall, like I think Darnell Wright would, would be a good right tackle and they can basically have... Beckton and a veteran uh, mash things out at left tackle, give them a little bit of depth there, but edge rusher. Like I think like this, like a Nolan Smith team, a Lucas Van Ness team. It just seems like it's just always endless there. So uh, it's going to be uh, basically the trenches that Sala and Joe Douglas is just basically their MO Patriots. Uh, do you have a random guard that goes in round one that we weren't expecting? Yeah. So uh, we're kind of waiting for the Cole strange 2.0 here, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, Patriots, man, they're a hard team to guess. Every year they're doing something weird, something different. You may as well schedule a, a nice uh, random safety that nobody's ever heard of in the second round. It's pretty much a guarantee, yep. right? Out of Rutgers, maybe. Uh, yeah, this is a team that 
they could use an established boundary receiver. I think if they can get a, like that X player, you know, that number one kind of wide receiver, they would definitely be interested, but they look like they haven't really been interested in doing that. They kind of are more of a mix and match player roles type of team at that spot. Um, they could use a right tackle. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, oh God, he's, his name's slipping my head now. The former Georgia first round pick. Um, Jim Brown? No, the other one. <laughs> he struggled last year. Uh Jeez. We'll figure it out in a second. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll come back to me. Uh, they could use a right tackle. Basically, he was swapping between guard and tackle and left tackle and right tackle. So that didn't work out. They could use a linebacker, a nickel cornerback. Um, solid team. They're not that bad. Uh, maybe even a quarterback upgrade. I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. There's been a lot of kind of smoke in that situation there. Uh, I think they ultimately do ride it out with Mac Jones in this situation. But in, in general, um, this is a team that could use a little bit of help, I think, uh, on the offensive line and receiver. And his name's Isaiah Wynn. There you go. Bang. We figured it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a team. I just think that trenches will be important here. I think they can go corner. Um, I had Josh Downs falling uh, just because of size. If he's still there, that would be a slot option for them. I think they kind of viewed Juju as, as a versatile piece, not necessarily a slot-only player. Um, yeah, this is a team I really can't figure out. I can see them trading down. They can trade Mac Jones. I, I'm basically giving up on the Patriots. They'll surprise me anyway. So uh, on to the next team. Packers. Uh, this is a cool team because Justice Mosqueda basically puts out a big board and already heads has all the thresholds. Um, so I use some of his favorite picks for each one of these, including Jackson Smith and Jigbo wide receiver one. Um, obviously they need a tight end and wide receiver. Those spots are, are banged up. Is there anything else we're missing here? Yeah, uh, not really. Uh, for me, it was stud wide receiver, tight end, safety. Those are the things I'm looking at. Uh, tight end, obviously, Tunyon walked and stud receiver. Man, you got to go get a guy. I know they kind of shafted Aaron Rodgers for a while. Yes. It's time to go get a receiver. Let's stop playing this game. G- give Jordan Love everything he needs to possibly succeed in this situation. I love this pick. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba would be lights out. Then I have edge rusher, tight end Luke Musgrave, who would be like a perfect fit. Definitely checks the athletic and size thresholds that they have. And then a safety uh, in round three. There's not, aside from Brian Branch, who might even be called a uh, corner because he's going to play in the slot. Uh, the safeties, it just basically starts all in round three. So if your team needs a safety, look for round three to be where that party gets a little bit started. Uh, commanders up next. Uh, they are getting new ownership uh, right now, the, the thing I am keep on debating is like, how safe does Ron Rivera think he is? Uh, to me, this is kind of where Bijan Robinson's probably not his absolute floor in the draft, but I think that they would be a perfect Bijan Robinson team, not an analytics team. This team wants to win with defense, wants to run the ball. Uh, they haven't really gotten that much out of their uh, third round picks at the running back spot. So Bijan, this is going to be his last spot. Uh, for me, I think he can go up as high as eight. If they don't go Bijan, what are the other positions that they need? <laughs> that would be a fantasy nightmare, I think, for all of us involved. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at a quarterback upgrade. I mean, I know they added Jacoby Brissett, but this team has been in in purgatory land with that quarterback spot for a long time. I mean, I would really love to see them get aggressive, maybe move up and go get a guy. Uh, might not be the case, but of course, I think that's a spot uh, center. They're definitely looking at a place there that they could add to. Uh, tight end upgrade. I think Logan Thomas could very well still be on his way out. And if not, I mean, he's been very unreliable in terms of even yep. the health recently. And then uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they're not bad. I mean, this is a team that maybe could add an edge rusher in the event that they trade one. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. But as it stands, of course, they have maybe the best edge rusher duo in football or one of. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of little depth spots. I think linebacker, nickel, cornerback could be a spot, even safety. Yeah, I went with just secondary. It seems like they've prioritized the defensive line enough in recent draft classes that they might need to get uh, some reassurances. So I have a corner and a safety uh, on day two. Um, yeah, with with a trade up, I just I'm just not sure if they have the signature from ownership to go trade up for a quarterback. It seems like they're going to want to delay that decision unless this ownership group has been grinding. Uh, NFL draft stuff in the midst of a six or seven billion dollar contract. Uh, I'm not sure if they're just going to have like the ability to to make a power move, and that's why I think like Bijan Robinson would be such a classic pick. We just took the best player available. Uh, it is what it is. Um, he's going to sell some jerseys as well, so we'll see what they do. Uh, I don't think it will work out for the Commanders as usual. Steelers up next. Uh, to me, they've. They've tried on the offensive line a little bit, but I still think they're a piece away. And at this point, you got to really make Kenny Pickett comfortable. I think he's going to be some of his parts quarterback, and the parts right now are mediocre at best. 
Yeah, I entirely agree. I mean, they've definitely added to that offensive line. And it's kind of like a mishmash of things. I don't even know what they're kind of going for here. But, you know, they added, obviously, James Daniels in recent years, Mason Cole. And now they go get Isaac Seumalo. Uh, definitely think they could absolutely use a left tackle for sure. Maybe even a right tackle. I mean, yep. I would definitely love to see at least one of those addressed. Um, you, you know, you're talking about a team that they, they need all the offensive line help they can get because of Najee Harris. Obviously, like you mentioned, Kenny Pickett, they both need it. And then on the flip side, I mean, they could use maybe a nose tackle, I think, someone who's a true, you know, two down run stuffer, uh, some edge depth uh, right behind uh, Highsmith and Watt. There's, you know, maybe a little bit few more question marks. And then I think a nickel cornerback as well, depending on what they sort of have planned for Patrick Peterson. Uh, that could be a spot that they add to as well. Yeah, in my mock draft, I have left tackle Anton Harrison. I think this would be a spot where he can go. His, his Right now on Harrison, he can go like round one. I've seen him like all the way down into the 40s and 50s. I think that he's a very boom bust kind of draft pick. But like we said, I think just think the offensive tackles are going to have to go up early just because of depth. I gave him a defensive tackle. I did not give them a corner. That's the spot that I think they really need that I wish I was able to find in this version. But maybe the corners, like I said, a little bit deeper. Uh, day two, I think it's going to be a sweet spot for the cornerback group. But yeah, please help Kenny Pickett. I mean, please. So we'll start with the offensive tackle. Um, 18, we talked about the, the Lions already. Um, I think I had them with Lucas Van Ness. On to the 19th team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, this roster looks like it can be really bad soon. One thing I have in this mock draft is trading away Mike Evans. They get uh, a fringe day two, day three pick for him. They just need to reset. It seems like they're they're old, they're expensive, players want out of there. Uh, the GM and the head coach could get fired after this year. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. It's bad. <laughs> like you mentioned, it's bad. Uh, they need a quarterback for sure. Baker is not that guy. And Kyle Trask is certainly not that guy. And then the offensive line is is quite horrible. They could certainly use two new guards, I think. They could use a right tackle. Uh, they could use some tight end depth. They could use a running back to add to Rashad White. Like, like you have here, they could certainly use an edge rusher, especially with Shaq Barrett being a, big, a bit of a question mark here coming back from a season-ending injury. Uh, I mean, they could use a potential linebacker if if Devin White ultimately does get traded. They could use a nickel cornerback. They lost Sean Murphy bunting. <laughs> it sounds bad, so, so I'm not going to lie. Quite bad. Yeah, this is a long list. There's uh, probably even a few more that I'm forgetting, but this team is not good. That's why I think that I mean, I don't think I'm just a kind of a just wild speculation that Chris Godwin's or Mike Evans could definitely be on the move here. But there's always a couple surprises. I would not be that shocked if it is them. So for now, uh, Miles Murphy, edge rusher, they find an offensive tackle on day two, a corner and then another edge rusher. Uh, I've basically given up trying to think what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do. It seems like their best interest would be to tank, but I'm not sure if the coaching staff and GM have the job security, job security to go through with that. Um <laughs> 20th uh, overall was the Seahawks. We gave them Jordan Addison early on in the conversation. Up next for us is the Chargers. Uh, Brandon Staley kind of said that his corners couldn't tackle um, last year. So I think that cornerback could be a, a, a little sweet spot. I gave him Kelly Ringo, who's more aggressive than other cornerbacks in, in day two. And then in round one, I have a pass catcher. There are Jordan Addison connections. I'm not sure if he's going to still be on the board. If not, I gave him tight end Michael Mayer. What what else do you have with the Chargers? Yeah, so like you mentioned, receiver, I think they could use a boundary guy. It's not absolutely pressing. I think Josh Palmer's fine. And of course, they have two really good receivers. A lot of problems staying healthy, though. So yes. uh, certainly could use, I think, an established boundary guy, especially someone that could stretch the field vertically. You have a Justin Herbert. He's got a cannon on him, obviously. Uh, I think they could use a, a right tackle upgrade. Uh, maybe a running back, depending on what happens with Austin Eckler. I will say that one doesn't seem likely in terms of him getting traded or anything. And then on the flip side, like you mentioned, I think this team could use some spots here. I think linebacker is a spot where Kenneth Murray's not stood out. He's not been good. He's obviously been benched a bunch of times. Could use that. I would hope that maybe they go a little bit more high value, maybe some edge depth, nickel cornerback, like you mentioned. I believe Bryce Callahan is no longer there. JC Jackson coming off season ending injury wasn't all that great last year. Um, and then Asante Samu Jr., you know, he's flashed plenty. I think he's a very good player. Uh, so this is a team that could use some spots. I think uh, cornerback's a good spot, um, but I do I do like the addition of a tight end as well. Yeah, I think just physicality is what the Chargers need, and I think that Mayor, Ringo, and Dexter would provide that. So uh, interesting team, definitely on the radar for wide receivers, but I think that the tight end's probably a bigger need for them, at least for this next year. On to the Ravens. The Ravens... Um, 
They only have two picks inside the top 123 overall. So I think that this could be a trade down spot. Uh, Lamar Jackson contract aside, what else do the Baltimore Ravens need? Yeah, uh, that's that's the big one, uh, of course. Uh, they could use a left guard, in my opinion. You lost Ben Powers in free agency, a uh, physical team. They love to run the football, of course, so that's definitely a thing that they could look to address. I think right tackle depth, uh, I believe Jawan James is kind of the penciled-in starter right now. He's had some injury issues in, in the past few seasons. Uh, interior uh, defensive line depth, you've lost you know certain guys like Calais Campbell, of course. Uh, boundary cornerback, I think, is a spot where they're still kind of sore right now. They don't have a uh, 100% replacement for a guy like Marcus Peters, so... So that's definitely, I think, a big, big position for them. I would go cornerback. Uh, wouldn't be shocked, of course. It's another team that loves to go offensive line or defensive line. But I certainly think quarterback, cornerback is the one spot that, you know, is, is sort of the sore thumb that's kind of sticking out on this roster. Yeah, there's a couple like man aggressive corners in this range, Deontay Banks and Joey Porter. And there's not really like an interior offensive lineman in this range. So I'm with you that they definitely need another player on offensive line. But I'm not sure if there is a, a great fit. Um, at 22nd overall. So I gave him Deontay Banks, really athletic. I think it'd be a great uh, scheme fit over there. And then uh, their 86 overall pick. I went with the wide receiver. They still need one more. I definitely think that that could easily be a uh, player in the trenches, however. Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in room service, bathrobes, and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have, and you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series, and when you get back home, you realize you now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today, totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right, three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals slash underdog. Vikings, very similar boat to the Baltimore Ravens. They don't have that much draft capital. They definitely need uh, corners and wide receivers. Their offensive line is usually one piece away. Uh, What else do you have for me? Yeah, like you mentioned, I think boundary receivers one. Adam Thielen, of course, is gone. They could use a, a, you know, uh, bookend again, so to speak, to Justin Jefferson and then uh, KJ Osborne in the slot. I think uh, the right guard spot is definitely one you're going to want to try to upgrade. Maybe not at this spot. There's not that many great interior offensive line options like you just mentioned, but maybe in the second or third rounds, that's a spot that they could look to address. Uh, I think linebacker is definitely one. You lose Aaron, Eric Kendricks, not that high value of a position, of course, but uh, we saw their linebackers definitely tortured a little bit against the Giants in that game in, in the playoffs there. And then, uh, uh, like you mentioned, there's no doubt about a cornerback. They need two boundary guys. Uh, there's no doubt. I wouldn't even be shocked if they double dipped that cornerback. I think that would probably make a lot of sense for them. And it seems yeah. like, you know, even in the mock, there's a little bit of a run on corners coming here. Yes, I have Joey Porter here, 23rd overall. I think that this could be a Deontay Banks team as well. Emmanuel Forbes would make some sense for them. Uh, Brian Flores plays a lot of man coverage, so look for some of the athletic body types at the position. And then I went with uh, Rache Rice, who can play on the outside, um, lining up potentially with Justin Jefferson. I think this team wants to get out of Kirk Cousins, but they just don't have the draft capital to do so. Maybe Hendon Hooker is um, somebody of interest at this pick. Uh, always looking at this GM is very analytics-based, so I think that you're looking at premier positions. And then Hendon Hooker is one of the players who I have a model who absolutely pops because he lit up the SEC. I know that he is older, but I haven't seen that age is that predictive for um, quarterbacks, really. So maybe Hendon Hooker is there, but... Uh, I just think that some of the top corners and wide receivers maybe go one more year with Kirk Cousins before um, you end that madness. Up next, the Jaguars. Man, tell me if I'm crazy here, but for such a young roster, I didn't think there was that many glaring needs, um, which is pretty sick because obviously they have a couple more years for AFC Championship appearances potentially with Trevor Lawrence on that rookie contract. So for me, I was just leaning best player available in my mock draft. Was there any like glaring team needs that you saw? 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I was actually kind of surprised. I mean, there is some offensive line stuff where maybe they could yep. upgrade at left guard. Maybe they could use some interior offensive line depth, even a potential right tackle upgrade. But they position themselves well. I mean, you know, you lose a Juwan Taylor. They have a Walker Little who they drafted a former second round pick that they'll probably give a chance to uh, to prove whether he's the guy or not at right tackle. So in my opinion, the one spot that I could see maybe that's a little bit of a question mark here is that nickel cornerback spot. And as you mentioned, of course, Brian Branch, uh, you know, kind of a safety slash nickel cornerback uh there he's got that dual versatility i'd love this pick for the jaguars i think it's the one spot that they could certainly use an upgrade and that's obviously a player that can make an impact for them all right i'm sold this will be in my final mock draft uh <laughs> brian branch uh safety slash corner from alabama uh in this second and third rounds i have keanu benton who's the defensive tackle that's kind of just best player available and when i was doing this mock draft and then roshan johnson i do think this team wants a compliment to travis Etienne, and i think that you couldn't make a more a better argument than Roshan paired with Travis Etienne. Their skill sets are literally exact opposite speed versus reliability, especially in pass protection. Uh, Roshan Johnson, also a special teams asset. I think that Roshan Johnson might go a little bit earlier than expected. I have an 88th overall to the Jaguars. Um, this would be definitely more for handcuff purposes, but I think Roshan in Jacksonville would ultimately be um, a win. Giants. Um, a team that can kind of go in any direction just because I think they're kind of caught between like rebuilding and then win now because of that Daniel Jones uh, contract. I have them mostly going best player available. The only glaring thing I saw was like into your offensive line. I de- they definitely need some size at wide receiver as well. What else am I missing? Yeah, as you mentioned, I think interior offensive line is the biggest spot that we're looking at here. Of course, not that great of a position to be in in terms of the end of the first round. Uh, They still need a number one wide receiver despite having like 27 bodies that they can rotate from number two through whatever. Uh, Probably not going to be a position they pour any resources into anymore after all these free agent additions and all these players. Uh, I think edge depth is a spot where I would like to see something linebacker even. And then cornerback, I think, is another spot that they could certainly use some talent. Uh, Not that bad of a roster, but it's kind of a confusing one. Like you mentioned, it's sort of stuck in between contending a little bit versus like, you know, do we want to go a different direction? Yeah. Um, So a little bit confusing, but, you know, this is a team that I think is, is definitely in play, at least especially like you have it for a cornerback too yeah corner this is i think there could be a little bit of a run later on uh, in the 20s here uh josh yelled at me uh for not having emmanuel forbes high enough so i made sure that he was in this round one mock draft i think that the giants and forbes have had a visit together as well but i think i'm with you that interior offensive line thing is going to come in the second round 57th overall uh john michael schmitz for me and then at perry uh wide receivers everyone on their roster is tiny at perry is very big this would be a good steam fit as well. I think if there were, we're going to go wide receiver in round one, I think it'd be Quinton Johnston in my mock draft. I didn't have Quinton Johnston in round one, but I think that he, this would be kind of the, the tier of the draft that he, I think his name would start coming off of uh, maybe Zay flowers too, but that would be another small wide receiver. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Um, every single time I, I look at the Cowboys needs, it's always tight end is massive. <laughs> and then they always have like an interior offensive lineman, uh, I saw that you had slot corner on there, uh, potentially offensive tackle. The, the good thing about the the Cowboys offensive line is they're very versatile and like which players can line up whatever. So I think that they can probably go best player available when it comes to offensive line. Um, but I'm kicking it off with Dalton Kincaid at 26 overall. I'm going to be honest. I think this might be the best roster top down in the NFL. Ooh. They, I think they are very, very good. Um, there's not many holes like like you just mentioned with the tight end. I think that's obviously one. But even then, we saw those two guys behind Dalton Schultz kind of step in last year, and they flashed a little bit. So I'm not even sure that they view uh, tight end as necessarily a big need. Uh, definitely a position I think is probably the one that I have circled for this team. And then, like you mentioned, nickel cornerback I think is one where – Maybe you get an upgrade. I know Jordan Lewis has kind of flashed in the past. He's had some injury issues as well. Uh, the boundary corner spots, I mean, you're as good as you can possibly get there. Trevon Diggs and then uh, Stefan Gilmore, who they added for a late round pick. Um, I mean, this team's really good. There's really there's really not a lot of holes. They got a lot of players I think that can fill roles. You're talking about guys that come off of the, uh, the bench, like a, a J. Ron Kurtz, who's you know a tight end eraser. Like this team is, is very deep, and the defensive line is obviously stacked as well. So they are in a very good position to really go BPA, I think. Yeah, and that, that's what happened here. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, I have him sliding just a little bit because he didn't test. He has a little bit of a back injury. He's a little bit older. Um, tight ends aren't valued all that much, um, but Dalton Kincaid's ranked pretty highly, so I think that that would be an absolute smash here. Steve Avila, I've always seen them mock together. Him dropping to 58th overall, I think that 
the entire city of Dallas would go <laughs> uh, crazy for that one. And then Kendrick Miller, he's my running back six in this mock draft on day three. He's got a little bit of size that uh, Tony Pollard would be a good compliment for. Um, Kendrick Miller has had a ton of visits, and I think that he's an early declare, productive. I thought it showed more short area burst than most people thought. Um, I think we're going to have a Kendrick Miller video on our channel soon, but Kendrick Miller on day uh, day two, late in uh, round three, I think would be an absolute smash for those drafting him uh, this offseason. Buffalo Bills, man, this team is very good. They can get some minor upgrades, but the position that they just like desperately need is linebacker and I think wide receiver a little bit too. The problem with the, the linebacker spot is there's not a consensus round one linebacker. I think either the 27th or 59th overall pick probably should go to that position. And then beyond that, I think getting Josh Allen one more weapon to kind of compete with Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes would be um, what I would do as well. Yeah, uh, not a lot of needs on this team, right? You're talking about linebacker. I think you had Trenton Simpson already going somewhere. Uh, Would have liked to maybe see a, a talent like that. Of course, they lost Tremaine Edmonds, a really, really great player. But to be fair, you know, they still got some good linebackers. Matt Milano still remains. So, um, I mean, they could maybe use a little bit of guard depth, you know, yeah. maybe a tight end too, a linebacker. But like you mentioned, I think pa- uh, a potential boundary receiver is definitely one that I'm looking at here. I, I would love to see them just get an absolute stud. Uh, not sure that they're going to care that much to do it. And I'm not sure that they're even going to be able to upgrade on Gabe Davis at this position at this spot. But, uh, you know, if there's one spot on that offense that that could really take them to the next level, I think it's a superstar receiver or or a little bit of a boundary upgrade there over Gabe Davis. And then you can kind of have him, you know, in a, a bit of a utility type of role. But uh, I mean, this team's good. That's why I have them trading for DeAndre Hopkins. We saw that video of DeAndre Hopkins. He yeah. clearly wants to play for the Chiefs or the Bills. I think that the Bills might be a little bit more aggressive uh, here. So I gave the the Chiefs, Mike Evans, and then DeAndre Hopkins, you are officially a Bill. And the linebacker connection that I'm kind of dot connecting is Jack Campbell. First of all, Jack Campbell is a freak athlete. He's basically the same exact size and has the same measurables as Tremaine Edmonds at linebacker. But more importantly, he's been training with Luke Keekley, And obviously, this entire Bills regime came from Carolina. They would definitely trust Luke Keekley's opinion on this. Jack Campbell's kind of like a late round one, more likely second round pick. But if there's going to be a surprise first rounder, Jack Campbell to the Bills makes a lot of sense based off of team need, athleticism, and obviously this connection. I have him with Julius Brent's uh, athletic corner uh, with the 59th pick and then that DeAndre Hopkins trade. This would be a very fun draft, uh, in my opinion, for Buffalo. It's exactly what they need. Bengals. I gave them some kind of weird fits here because they definitely have some holes on defense and at tight end. Um, I went with Kalijah Kansi, 28th overall. He's not going to be for everybody. Uh, the Bengals definitely have a spot on the defensive tackles. That's available. And I was looking at Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins was more undersized for a defensive tackle. He still is bigger than Kalijah Kansi, but maybe they can make an exception. Kalijah Kansi, I do not think is going to be for everybody. So I wouldn't be surprised if he slid a little bit, but the Bengals to 28 would make some sense. I love that comparison. Geno Smith's a name I have not heard in a few years. Uh, shout out to him out of Georgia, if I recall. Great player, undersized tackle. Uh, like you mentioned, that'd be a great spot. I mean, they got some bigger bodies, the DJ readers, the guys that can stuff the run. So if there's one position they could use is that. I think for me, I would love to see them go, and depending on, of course, the value here, is just boundary cornerback. Yeah. You know, that's one position. They've always sort of had a question mark there with Eli Apple and stuff like that. And then, of course, this past year, Cheeto Awuji uh, suffers a torn ACL. You know, he's kind of coming back now. Who knows how fast he's going to be able to get back to form. But one of the best nickel corners in the game in Mike Hilton, uh, they could use, I think, one boundary guy that's just an absolute stud that would really take that defense over the top. It would probably make their safeties jobs a, a little bit easier. And of course, that's going to be vital for them going into this offseason because uh, they are going to have two new starters back there, of course. So a uh, team that I think corner rack is definitely one I'm looking at here. Yeah, I think that corners the position that I did not have mocked. That I probably should have. Uh, Joe Goodberry, he uh, follows the Bengals basically as close as anyone, maybe arguably even more than their own uh, building does. Uh, he has a big board available. I linked to it uh, in my columns. So go check out that. I got him Sam Laporta, who I don't think would be a perfect fit. He's more of an undersized pass catcher. And historically, maybe the Bengals like a, a more well-rounded tight end there. And that Sidney Brown would be filling in athletic safety spot. But I think I'm with you. I did not find a cornerback in this mock draft. Probably that 60th overall pick could be a good sweet spot for the cornerback position. 
up next, the Saints. Man, the Saints are always a tough team because they kind of like lock into a couple players and just go make it happen with their their uh, their draft day trades. Um, in this mock, I gave them Zay Flowers, who kind of slides a little bit because of size issues. He goes to 29th to the Saints, and then I gave him Jameer Gibbs. He gets comped Alvin Kamara. I really don't love this mock draft, to be honest. The thing that sticks out to me with Saints needs is size on defensive line. They need a defensive tackle, I think. They need an edge rusher. But historically, they always just get mountains of men down there. And the problem that I find with this little spot is the defensive tackles and the edge rushers that are available, I'm talking about like Kalijah Kansi, Will McDonald, they're so small. So I'm like struggling with the kind of what the Saints are going to do here. So I just gave him best player available with Zay Flowers. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is a team that... They don't have a ton of holes, in my opinion. I mean, they got a good roster. They were definitely, I think, smart to go get a Derek Carr. They're probably going to be a lot more closer to contention if they get the guy they think they got. Uh, I did have wide receiver three slash four as as a spot here for them. I really like that Zay Flowers addition. I mean, uh, definitely brings a different flavor, I think, to that offense, especially with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas at that position. And I will say Rashid Shahid, he flashed a lot for me last mm-hmm. year. I don't know if he's good enough to be the receiver three consistently, but definitely a spot there, I think, is... Uh, that I have my eye on. I, then I flip to the other side of the ball. I think edge depth, like you mentioned, I think Peyton Turner, they like, I don't really know if he's going to be interior out, you know, outside kind of guy. What is he going to do is, you know, is he going to be better than Marcus Davenport who they lost in free agency. Uh, so that's a position that I'm definitely got uh, circled as well. Defensive tackle depth. Like you mentioned, they did sign Callan Saunders in free agency, Nathan Shepard, but uh, I think they could use a, a starter at that position. And then I think on the back end as well, uh, could use maybe a little bit of a, a sprinkling of talent, I think, at linebacker. But I mean, yeah. this is this is a team with not a ton of holes. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a pretty pretty strong roster, and they always kind of shake it up. They they've been known to draft somebody that we are not really expecting. So uh, we'll see what Nick Underhill does on New Orleans Football. He's always very plugged in there. But a lot of his mock drafts I see is just kind of best player available, which is kind of the mo of a good roster. And I think both you and I are arguing that. It's in okay shape. I will say it's very top heavy. They have like no depth at any of the positions, really. So that's where maybe best player available makes some sense. Yep. Up next, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, My splash move here is they trade for Mike Evans. Uh, That would be amazing. Their wide receiver room is so tiny. I mean, like MVS is really skinny. Kadarius Tony's small. Sky Moore's small. To me, they just need like a big dude out there. And I think Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins would really fit that. Um, To me, it's obviously wide receiver. It's obviously offensive tackle. It's obviously edge rusher. I go with Mike Evans, Will McDonald, undersized edge rusher at 31, and then they get the offensive tackle. The other thing I noticed is these are like very clear team needs, but they have some flexibility because like their only tackle is could play left or right tackle. Their edge rush position is basically they just need a rotational piece there so they can go small or big. And then with the wide receivers, Kadarius Tony maybe can play on the outside. Sky Moore maybe can play on the outside. Um, and then depending on how they treat Travis Kelsey, he can be an X receiver too. So is there any like players that stick out with you um, with Kansas City? Yeah, this is a spot that obviously they don't have a ton of holes. I would love to see a right tackle if they could get one here. I know Lucas Niang is a former third-round pick, of course, out of TCU. Uh, has some potential. Toast. Yeah, but he's not really looked the same ever since that. I believe it was a hip injury. Uh, and then I, if I'm not mistaken, he sat out as well uh, his first year in the NFL. Uh, could use some defensive tackle depth, some edge depth, I think. Like you mentioned, I wonder how they're going to use Charles Amenhu. I don't know that there's necessarily a, a name that sticks out to me here. If they don't trade for a, a proven receiver like you have, which I think I would prefer, I would definitely love to see them go receiver at, at some point. I mean, they definitely, like you mentioned, still need that guy. Well, maybe they don't, I guess. According to last year, they don't need that guy, but they could use that guy uh someone who's maybe a little bit more dependable of an x receiver and then you 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 know you can mix and match sky Moore and Kadir's tony in the slot and mbs kind of stretching the field so uh you know if i'm looking for anything i would look for a boundary receiver i don't know that there's a guy at this spot though that makes a, a ton of sense for them but um i mean they're obviously a really good roster too yeah i think the only thing that they absolutely need is offensive tackle so Anton Harrison, if he's still here at 31st overall, would make a lot of sense. He can play left tackle. They can keep Juwan Taylor at right right tackle if they need to. I have a fear that the offensive tackle is going to be off the board. They're going to have to use a day two pick on the position or trade for another veteran. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Everything else is gravy. Patrick Mahomes could lead you and I as his wide receivers (laughs) to the Super Bowl. So on to the teams that don't have first round picks. And of them, your Los Angeles Rams. When I was looking through this, is it true? Do they have like 47 players on the roster right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's not good, Hayden. It's not good. Um, 
there, there's a lot of needs. I, I think it would uh, we, we could spend less time saying what they don't need. Right. And uh, I mean, this team is it, it's horrendous. It is so bad. The defense needs help at every single position, every single level. There's not one position that they don't need help on. I think offensive line is god awful. They need a left tackle upgrade. They need a left guard, a center. Uh, they could use a boundary receiver somehow still. They could use a quarterback too. They could use a running back too. This team is very, very bad. They will not be competitive this year. And uh, as you can tell, I am hurt. Yes. Let me know about this theory that Sean Payton or uh, Sean McVay basically wants to play Madden and he's just going to help his offensive line. By the way, they got Matthew Stafford to come back after the surgery. I don't think that you can have post back surgery Matthew Stafford behind the offensive line that they've been trotting out. So I think that's like the biggest thing that they need. And I think they might just completely punt defense with literally players we probably have never heard of for the entire year. And maybe they can get into the Caleb Williams or Drake May sweepstakes next year. So I had Jalen Hyatt here. It's not the perfect fit because he's kind of a slot guy, but maybe they can win on the outside. They've taken some gambles at the position. They don't have Allen Robinson anymore. So I have him sliding to 36. Uh, Blake Freeland would be off of the tackle for them, uh, potentially could play some guard, and then they have an edge rusher. But man, I'm with you. This team, sadly, is not very good. The good news is they have a chance to get bailed out completely by Caleb Williams. If they are bad enough, we'll see what happens. I'm ready for it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm invested. I'm good for it. It's the only way out. Uh, Let's do it. Dolphins, they have uh, two picks in the top three rounds, both of them on day two. Uh, to me, with that Tua Tungavailoa injury, I know he's doing the jiu-jitsu to know how to fall down, but another way to not fall down would just have some better offensive linemen. Uh, so I gave them two kind of uh, pass protectors here, one offensive tackle in Dewan Jones at 51st overall. I can play some right tackle over there, and then a run-blocking tight end at 84. Yeah, uh, I love both of those fits. For me, not a lot of team needs. All I had is offensive tackle, tight end, and safety. And, I mean, this is a really, really good roster. Really uh, offensive tackle, they could use some help. But, you know, tight end, I, if Darnell Washington's still around, I think at this spot could be very interesting. I mean, a guy that's going to put his hand in the dirt and be a sixth offensive lineman, basically. Um I don't know how much they necessarily value the position after looking at how they played it last year. But, uh, of course, Mike Kosicki could not be more opposite than someone like yep. uh, Darnell Washington. So, hey, we'll see what happens. I, I would love to see it, though. Obviously, you help out 2-0 a little bit in that running game. And, um, I mean, this this is a good team. They, they don't have a lot of holes. I was trying to mash in, like, Jameer Gibbs at 51 overall mm. just to get that some of that speed that they kind of covet. But I think, yeah, just... Tua just needs offensive alignment. So, like, let's let's leave the draft with some offensive line, linemen here. I think that's what Miami's gonna do. Uh, up next, the Broncos. Man, they are just in a terrible spot here, in my opinion. The defense looks pretty good. They've made some adjustments to the offensive line. I don't think they're gonna draft a quarterback. They're gonna see what Russ has, especially with Sidham as their quarterback too. Uh, what are like the biggest team need? Their only draft picks on day two are 67th and 68th overall. Yeah, I, I mean, there wasn't a ton of like glaring holes, in my opinion, in terms of like where I want to slot somebody. I, I look at it as tackle depth, uh, linebacker, boundary, cornerback. Um, it That's really the depends. big one, I think. Yeah, boundary corner. I, I really think so, too. I mean, they could use somebody opposite, of course, of Patrick Sertan, who's an absolute superstar. I think Kwan Williams is a decent player in the slot. They could use maybe one more boundary guy, I think. Um, not not that bad of a roster. I just I don't know what to make of this team. It's like a lot of question marks. Does anything yeah. fit? Does anything work? How is it all going to shake out? Uh, and, and like you mentioned earlier, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, of course, uh, uh, Mike Evans. I wouldn't be shocked if this is one of those teams either where we go back to last year. You see A.J. Brown get traded on draft night, Hollywood Brown. Hey, man, I, you know, with their receivers, there's been a lot of smoke there, yep. of course. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Wouldn't be shocked if something happens there on draft night either. And then, of course, in that instance, they could maybe use a receiver too. Yeah, that would be pretty interesting. Uh, deadline spur action. I think that a deadline is usually the NFL draft. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I don't think they would get the draft capital that the Broncos need, but if they just feel like they want to reset and put Tim Patrick in a better spot who kind of fits a like, big slot role potentially that uh, Sean Payton has had some success with. For here, I have interior offensive linemen and then uh, kind of more of a physical corner in Clark Phillips who did actually a pretty good job against Jordan Addison out of Utah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think this team's really really – really building for this year. I think that physicality is going to be something that Sean Payton really values aside from getting quarterback, right? So uh, up next, the Browns, um, they basically have their offensive set. Like they've traded for the pieces that they need. They've drafted well on offense over the years. Um, I gave them just kind of some trenches help on defense here. Nothing really stuck out to me. 
Yeah, as you mentioned, I think offensively, there's not a lot of holes here. I, I wrote down potential wide receiver three, but I do like Donovan Peoples-Jones, so you could certainly do a lot worse at, at that position. Uh, of course, they like running the football. I think running back two is a position they might want to look at investing in. Uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously, no longer there, and Dearness Johnson uh, gone, gone as well. And then on the flip side, I think, you know, the edge position could use some depth. I do like the addition of Obo Karanko across from Miles Garrett, but uh, could use another guy, I think, at that spot. And then I think linebacker is the one spot that maybe I have circled here. Um, you know, Jeremiah Wusu koromoa really, really talented player. I love him. Uh, but outside of him, you know, there's maybe a few question marks, I think, that could get, that could sort of get sorted out here. So um, a pretty good roster all in all. Uh, the performance obviously wasn't there last year, but I think, you know, they're not really pressed for a ton of stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree. This is also an analytics front office. So on defense, it's usually defensive tackle, edge, and corner, and then they get to the linebackers and safety group. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm just sticking with the trenches here. They don't pick until 74th in 98th overall uh last team i believe yep the 49ers they pick 99th 101 102 uh their roster's pretty loaded i I think that real quick we should have a quick trey lance discussion obviously they've been fielding some calls they want to make sure that they say they have not been calling teams i believe them right now i think the titans probably have called i think the texans have called maybe the vikings have called uh, for like day two picks the 49ers though they can't bank on brock purdy uh this 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 roster's too good to take that big of a risk, in my opinion, and only have Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. I think eventually they can trade Trey Lance, but I think that'd make more sense to get through training camp, see how Trey Lance is progressing, see how Brock Purdy's progressing. So I think teams will call for Trey Lance. I don't think that he's a lock to make this roster, um, but trading him right now would be such a huge gamble for how good this team really is. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the more interesting positions probably left in it when it comes to like the actual positional aspect and the battle that could go in a training camp here. You know, me personally, I, I think the 49ers will uh, be comfortable moving on from Trey Lance if they get the offer that they expect, uh, only because Brock Purdy, I think, I mean, he flashed, of course, and they seem to be dead set on giving him the opportunity to either earn or lose this job going into training camp, which kind of concerns me. Of course, it all depends on his health, uh, but them adding Sam Darnold, I think really to me tells me a little bit of a story here because it, it, this is this seems a lot more um, than just Brock Purdy's health. I, I think it speaks to where they think Trey Lance is at because he's fully healthy and ready to go now. And if this, you know, if they really just wanted a backup guy here to go into training camp in the event that Purdy's not good to go, I think you would probably feel comfortable with Trey Lance. But in this position, obviously, you know, I'm a little bit concerned adding a guy like Sam Darnold probably speaks to where they, you know, how they view Trey Lance, maybe not as a guy that's ready to play right now. Um and as you mentioned, of course, this is, you know, a former top five pick, a guy with all the talent in the world, team still need quarterbacks. So uh, I'm going to be interested to see what happens here. Wouldn't be shocked either way. I think it'd be a shame if he's not playing this year. So I kind of hope he gets traded and someone takes that chance. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, you know, not a team with a lot of holes. Maybe they get, you know, a first round pick in return and some change. So that would put them uh, a lot higher than where they're picking now. And that could be obviously a juicy opportunity for them. But man, this, this roster is really good too. What do you think his trade value is? Like if I said like, 48th pick overall like do you think the 49ers would like I, I i'm my fear is that they are still gonna think too highly of trey lance versus what teams are gonna try to buy low and maybe yeah. the 49ers want to wait till training camp if there's another injury then all of a sudden you can get a last minute move in there but what do you think like he would even go for right now yeah i, I mean for me i, I would hope he, you could get at least a late first rounder and, and maybe some change i mean if you're a team that needs a quarterback in this draft class you know, would you rather have a Hendon Hooker or would you rather have a, a Trey mm-hmm. Lance right now? Or would you, you know, I, I think if, if he was in this draft class, is he, you know, quarterback two, three, maybe like, yeah. you know, you're talking about a guy that's going to be on a discount here. So I would hope a, a late first round pick, maybe some extra change after that. But uh, if not, you know, maybe the 49ers wouldn't do it outside of that. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be one of the bigger storylines. Obviously uh, I don't think they have to do this before the draft. They could wait till, till day two potentially. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really going to come down to, uh, the other team's evaluations, if they believe in Trey Lance. I'm very curious to see if like the Titans and Rand Carthon believe in Trey Lance still, if D'Amico Ryans and obviously their offensive coordinator, if they still believe in Trey Lance, I think that would be somewhat telling here. But um, all right, floor is yours. Do you have any favorite prospects that you love? Is there any mock draft things that you've seen? Is there just anything about the NFL draft before Sosa you get out of here? By the way, make sure to go follow him on Twitter. I linked it in the description below. NFL drafts can be huge for us. Uh, the fastest alerts that you can get will be uh, on 
underdog NFL on Twitter and then lots of analysis post draft. But so, so I got to get some good final takes from you. The Rams calls, mock draft calls, <laughs> favorite players, anything. Yeah. So I think the Rams are going to do a good job of probably depressing me a little bit. Unfortunately, that's a lot. Uh, I, I, yeah, that is a lock. I think there's about a 97.6% chance they will trade back from 36 if you're curious. Okay. Uh, so that I will say that. I do think there will be some chaos there as well. You know, a lot of players, uh, they could go running back or receiver. I think the 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 fan base might be kind of up in arms about that. I think in terms of some of the players that I really like, man, I think Darnell Washington's a really fun one. I, I really, really love his game. I, there's something about putting your hand in the dirt there as a tight end, I think, that just offers two-way versatility. Uh, sort of reminds me of like almost an Antonio Gates-style player in terms of mm-hmm. the, the receiving ability and then someone who's a sixth lineman. Um, I do always love the trenches as well, the the edge rushers. I think some of the freakier players in this in the league, so it's always fun for me to kind of watch out there. Uh, one guy that I've also had my own, Will Anderson, I'm curious to see if he's going to sneak into the first round because uh, very non-prototypical style build, right? This guy's like 235 pounds. Will McDonald? Is... Not Will Anderson, right? Oh, sorry, Will yeah, McDonald. Will McDonald. Yeah. My apologies. Okay. Yes, you're, you're right. Uh, very, uh, very strange build. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be an issue, a hold up for some teams. I think teams are getting a little bit more uh, or less, you know, care for things like that. Same as the short arms on offensive linemen stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. some of the guys that I'm looking at, but man, I'm ready for it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, Will McDonald's like basically the same exact body type as Nolan Smith, who's probably going to go top 15. I think that there was something about the Eagles that I noticed from this last year is it seems like they're buying the dip on players that are only going to be able to play on certain situations like Jordan Davis, for example. And they're saying, sure, we'll take good players. if Even if they only can play 25 snaps for us, we'll just be really deep. And I think even uh, Asan Reddick, who's smaller, has failed uh, at other spots, but they put him in the right situation where he can just rush the passer. And I wonder if other teams are going to look at Nolan Smith and Will McDonald like, yeah, guess what? He's not going to be J.J. Watt, but if we can get him to be a productive player on a couple downs and we can get, guess what, a cheaper body, if we just need a defensive end that can just hold up against the run, well, guess what? Those types are usually a little bit cheaper day two, day three pick. So I'm hoping we can find some of these rotational pieces because they're really fun players when you, you when you get them on the field. So that's something I'm looking forward to. And this draft has a bunch of them. Kalijah Kansi small. A lot of the wide receivers are small. So I'm down for the NFL. If it's going to be a rotation league, we're going to see different body types in there. Cause a lot of fun when you have a small guy going up against someone like Dewan Jones, who's like the biggest guy on earth. So yeah. uh, more of that will be welcomed. More NFL draft coverage would be welcomed. Go to our channel. We have tons of video. Darnell Washington. We just did a video that dropped this morning on him. We have some tape there. Sosa is going to be doing a lot of off season coverage. Uh, stay tuned. Leave us a subscription down below. Leave a comment. Go follow Sosa. All that fun stuff. Uh, We'll be back probably this weekend with even more draft coverage. All right, guys. Later.